Chris Ballard has a great opportunity to make the Colts more explosive in round one of the 2024 NFL Draft. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning of $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Hello, everyone. I am Zach Hicks of the horseshoe huddle.com uh, you guys know all me you know me from all my film work over there also know me as your favorite co-host here on the locked on colts podcast and today i'm joined by my good buddy ian cummings over from pro football network ian does a fantastic job over there i cannot recommend him and his work uh more than you know enough basically when it comes to the draft season he does a great job over there we had him on last year right after the colts draft and he did a great job breaking down the colts draft class so make sure you go back and check that out to see what he said about the colts draft after that that draft last year uh but ian's joining today to talk all about the wide receiver prospects in the 2024 nfl draft there's a lot of great options for the colts and we're going to break it all down today we're going to talk about round one options we're going to talk round two options and then we're going to dive into the day three guys you know who can be this year's puka nakua the outstanding young player there for the rams uh but kicking it off with round one you know ian i think when you look at the round one options for a team like the colts you know they're, they're sitting there at 15 you're not going to get a malik neighbors you're not going to get marvin harrison jr probably not going to get Roma Dunze. Like you're probably not getting those guys there. So is the next best option there, Brian Thomas Jr. from LSU? He's one of them for sure. I, I wrote on my list, I kind of compiled a Colts list, like who I would prefer for that scheme and, you know, what Anthony Richardson needs to. I had Roma Dunze and Malik Neighbors on there as like, you know, pipe dream fits, like probably not going to make it that far. Right. On the off chance they do, receivers have fallen before. I think both of them would be phenomenal value picks. And I've done a couple mocks too, with Brock Bowers, like if he falls to that point too, just the amount, the type of weapon that he is, I would love that fit. Or we're, we're strictly talking wide receivers here. So the next options for that, I think Brian Thomas Jr. is definitely the next one for me. Keon Coleman is also in that mix, but I don't like him as much of a fit for Steichen's offense. I think the route running ability, I think the building blocks are there. When you talk about the flexibility of route stems, the targeted physicality, right? I think he does have that. But I think Brian Thomas Jr. is a little bit further along with the efficiency of motion, right? He's such a fluid athlete for his size. He's so streamlined, so fast. You see that deep speed separating on slot fades, nine routes, right? He's so good at that, just effortless for him. But at the same time, too, you know, tempoing those releases to get cornerbacks offset and then capitalizing on that, it's a very strong part of his game. I think beyond the vertical element, there is still room for him to not only expand his route tree, but kind of refine his plant and drive technique on those comebacks, those digs. But if you want a guy who can really eat on the vertical plane and has that rack ability, that motion ability too, right? I think Brian, Brian Thomas Jr. And not only that too, the ball tracking and contortion ability in the hands of the catch point. I think all of those things are boxes that he checks. I think once he runs and tests the combine, he's been kind of a mid to late first guy. Those guys don't tend to fall very far. So I think if no. you're at 15, Brian Thomas Jr., if you like him that much, I think the fit is definitely there for that offense. 
Yeah, and you know, a big thing why I keep looking at Brian Thomas Jr. is, you know, Colts general manager Chris Ballard said something they really want to go into this offseason and do is be more explosive overall on their team. You know, they're an explosive team, don't get me wrong. And then when they get Anthony Richardson back, it's going to be even more explosive just by proxy with him coming back. But they want to add another weapon to this offense. And I keep looking at Brian Thomas Jr. where it's like, look, you got this 6'4", 6'5", receiver, 200 pounds, so he's not like uber skinny or anything like that. Uh, over 17 yards to catch this past season, big time downfield option. You know, he reminds me a lot of Martavis Bryant whenever I watch him. You know, just the, the peaks and flashes we got from Martavis Bryant there in Pittsburgh, the ability to go down the field and make plays. But like you said, I mean, I just want to get your, your input on this again. Do you, do you think he has the potential to be even more than just a downfield guy? Because that's really all he was this past season with LSU and he was fantastic at it. Like if he's just going to be this level of deep guy in the NFL, that's fine. Like I can live with that, but to take a guy at 15, he has to be a little bit more than that, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think there's a bit of projection that always goes on with these types of guys. I do think he can be more, I think on the rack plane too, like you look at him, take drag routes, right? Motions, match plays, right? He can do that too. He can do those crossers, take plays in stride, and he's got the speed to turn up field and get space uh, at the boundary too. So I think that's an element of his game that doesn't get weaponized as much because he's such a good deep threat, right? I do think that's a functional part of his game. But you mentioned it too. I think one of the most important things when you're talking about projecting is being able to separate in the short and intermediate ranges as an independent route runner. Does he have that? I do think he has the potential. I I hearken back to uh, Quentin Johnson from last cycle. That was a big learning point for me, right? Because he's big, he's explosive, he's long, he's got great rack ability. But looking back, some things that could be misconstrued as fluidity, it's maybe segmented motion, right? He's really energetic, but... I look at a guy like Brian Thomas Jr. I think he's a lot more fluid on his transitions. And so that gives me some solace. I do think you can build off of that. Definitely room to kind of to, you know, take action on that. Right. You know, he's still pretty raw past the vertical plane. But I think the hip fluidity, the hinge fluidity, the swivel freedom, I think all of those things, the bend, right, using curvilinear acceleration on, on stems too. I think all of those things are there a lot more than what we've seen with other taller receiver prospects. So I take solace in that. I think there is something to grow. But, you know, we've had this conversation before just across the board. And another factor that people don't always talk about, right, is when you're bringing on these rookies, these young players, position coaches need to work on install and offensive, you know, the playbook, installing that as much as technical things, right? And they don't always have time to harp, harp on the route running, right? The plant and drive technique, right? Those little uh, soft skills, right? That kind of come naturally for guys, right? So you want him to kind of show that he has it coming out of college. There's still room for consistency there, but I do think if you're asking if the building blocks are there to uh, develop a pond, I do think that is the case with Ron Thomas Jr. More than most bigger receivers we've seen come out. Yeah, and a very young player, too. What, he's 21, I believe. I think he's 21 right now. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll be 21 going into next season. Very young player. Just hit his stride this past season. I'm excited for him. I think he can be a great addition to this Colts team at 15. You know, aside from him, I don't think there's many other guys at 15 that work for wide receiver. I think it's those top four guys. Uh, but, Ian, if the Colts were to trade back, say they trade back to pick 25, 26, 27, wherever, you know, who are some names that pop up for you that could fit not only this Colts offense, but just fit any team there uh, in those like 20s range for wide receivers. Yeah, for sure. And I was going to say, right, probably trade back if you're going to consider anyone else. I think that's the proper value proposition for you. Uh, but some guys that pop, in, pop into my mind, I think Keon Coleman, if you could trade back and then get him, I would be able to swallow that a little bit easier. I think for Keon Coleman, it's just refining that route running palette. It's something that you want him to do. And, you know, he is a little bit 
over-reliant on contested catch opportunities off the stats, right? I do think he's very good in that phase, but you want him to be able to separate a little bit more. And he's not quite as fluid as a Brian Thomas Jr. So those concerns come in, but he's a very good rack threat as well. I do think he has enough speed to work the vertical plane, and he's a really good blocker too, which I think for the Colts in particular, you know, you're not just thinking about the vertical passing game. You're thinking about implementing a rushing offense with Anthony Richardson that showed a lot of promise before he got injured, right? So you want these wide receivers to be able to block on the perimeter. And I think Keon Coleman really flourishes with that too. Another guy is Adonai A.D. Mitchell from Texas. Um, I wouldn't, I think he's, you know, he's mainly an X guy, right? So hasn't been used in motion quite as much as that movement Z. Uh, He's more going to be your guy who wins on the boundary, independent route running, right? Very good route runner, probably one of the better route runners in this class. And he's 6'3", 6'4". So I love watching his tape just because the throttle control, uh, the micro movements, the hip sync, right? All of those things are very strong in his game. And he's got the speed to threaten vertically, press up into stems and get DBs to kind of overrun those. So that's a good part of his game too. Very good hands. And he's a good blocker as well. So I think if you're looking for a guy who's probably going to be a, a primarily X, I think what happens to Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, will kind of uh, impact that, whether they consider him or not. But uh, he's one too. And then Xavier Worthy, if he runs the NFL Combine, uh, I like. I would love to have him in the second round. I was going to consider him my second round group, but if he runs the way we expect him to run, I don't know if he makes it out of round one. I mean, there's every cycle, there's at least 40 guys that could make it into round one, right? It's never this concise, this, you know, congested group, but Xavier Worthy's speed is just game-breaking. And then yeah. the one thing that I love about him, though, right, he's a size outlier, so I think that size could rule him out for psych, and if he wants a bigger guy who can hold up against physicality a little bit better – But what I love about Xavier Worthy is that he has the speed and he knows how to use it as a route runner. He knows how to weaponize it, right? He's so good at just manipulating DBs and taking that one wrong step and then boom, he's got the bend and speed to capitalize and break outside or inside without losing any any pace at all. Uh, So that's a very strong part of his game. Focus drops can be an issue, but I think it's more just a focus issue than a technique issue. I do think his ball tracking ability, especially down the field in the deep third, uh, I don't think ball tracking is an issue. I think it's just a matter of getting outside of his head, right? You know, making sure that he stays in the moment. I think if, if he can do that, that he can kind of shore up that part of his game. But another guy that I like, I think the weight will rule him out for some teams, but he's a speed guy who knows how to use that speed. And I'll always love those guys. Awesome. Awesome. Ian, we're going to put a pin in that Xavier Worthy conversation because I definitely want to come back to it. But guys, we're going to talk about day two players that fit the Colts at wide receiver coming up in just a second. But first, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning of $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. If you guys are like me and you're listening to this as Indiana Pacers fans, it hasn't been a great ride recently, so maybe you you do some quick bets against the Pacers so you can just feel happy regardless of what happens at the end of those games. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, Ian, so I definitely didn't want to, you know, I, I don't like to break up when we're talking about players from segment one to segment two, but like I need to talk about Xavier Worthy because I feel like I'm a crazy person with how high I am on this player. And I think the thing that keeps coming back to me with with Xavier Worthy, Texas wide receiver, if you guys aren't familiar, uh, is so many people, they focus on what he struggles with right now, which I think is very fair. You know, he's he's not the most consistent with his hands. Like you said, a lot of focus drops. Maybe he's not a guy like A.D. Mitchell even where he can run or he's doing every single route 
at Texas. You know, he might be constrained to a couple routes here at Texas where a lot of verticals, a lot of bubbles, a lot of quick screens, a lot of crossers and stuff like that, because that's what he's great at. But when I look at someone like Xavier Worthy, I see a young player who dominated a major college conference from day one at 18 years old, came into college, put up 900 yards in Texas offense. That That's not normal. You know, he was a guy who was capable of leading an entire offense at college. Like you mentioned, the elite speed, uh, He I think he hit 22.7 miles per hour this past season, uh, which if you compare that on next-gen stats this last year, that'd be the highest of any ball carrier in the NFL this last season. Uh, so just next level speed. I mean, he's going to run in the four twos probably is what I would guess. I mean, if he runs even the four threes, I might be disappointed because of how fast he is on film. Uh, so when I look at this player, it's not really what, you know, I, I don't want to focus on what he can't do or what he's not good at because what he can do is so rare for a draft prospect. And maybe, maybe that's me just talking myself into, you know, guys in the past, like maybe I would have talked myself into a Will Fuller with the same way or something like that. But I don't know. When I see Xavier Worthy, I just see something that you can't find in many prospects. So if he's going to be sitting there in day two or late day one, you know, pick 40 something for the Colts, I'm all in. That That's my guy right there for the Colts. And that's going to be an interesting discussion because I feel like the 40 yard dash could bring him up, but also what's he going to weigh in, right? Because right. he was listed at like 165 at Texas, right? If he's around that weight, you know, we have seen um, you know, the modern NFL, it's so space dominated. So I don't know if teams are going to weigh that against him as much as they would five to 10 years ago, but it's still something to consider. But to your point, I mean, I'm a big fan of him too, right? It's tough because I say he's my wide receiver seven, but there's mm-hmm. so many good wide receivers in this class. That's a compliment. That's a compliment at the end of the day, right? You know, I, I, he's borderline top five for me. You know, I have a few bigger guys that, you know, the three level upside gets, you know, sometimes I get burned by it, but hey, what can you do, right? Um, but I, I think Xavier Worthy, just the way that he used that speed again, but the type of speed too, right? I mean, it's special. I mean, I remember Jameson Williams, some guys you just, you can just tell, right? Like some guys have vertical speed, like Tez Walker has really, really good vertical speed, but some guys are just different. Worthy is different, right? It's not just the speed. He gears up instantly. I mean, the moment he retracts his strides and, and, and elongates in open field, he's a max speed and he is gaining ground on you. And Next thing you know, he's past you, right? So, you know, that ability to just gain ground effortlessly, instantly uh, is very valuable. But then I look at, you know, some of his stem work too, like the little angle modulations, pressing upfield, right? He's not a guy who's just going to go vertical. He's going to use those angle modulations to draw the DB just a little bit off course. And then the angle freedom to cut 90 degrees outside, swiveling without losing any speed. Again, like that, that flexibility and that control with that kind of speed is so impressive to me. So, you know, if you had him as your wide receiver five, wide receiver four even, like I would not argue too much with you because I think that speed and that ability to utilize it and weaponize it is so special. And I think you can use him on motions too. You see some rack targets where he actually shows pretty good contact balance for his size, right? He's kind of a wiry yeah. dude. So, you know, I like him a lot. I think there's the focus drops. You do want to harp on those. But, you know, if you run a vertically oriented offense, that's, you know, getting guys in space and letting them kind of use that speed um, I think there's a lot of upside to unpack that just not many other guys have because he's that special with that. So, I, you know, I love it that you're on the worthy train, too, because I've been yeah. on it from the start. I'm a big fan. of his. Yeah, I know people keep the sour on him a little bit, but I think the combine is going to bring people back to him uh, like where we're at with him right now. But I have a couple guys written down here for day two options. I'm going to 
just rattle these names off. And then you can also list some other day two options that you like. But Malachi Corley and Lad McConkey. I think Lad McConkey's actually one of, one of those round one, round two tweener type guys uh, with how productive he was in college, how great he was at the Senior Bowl. Uh, but what do you think about those two guys? And who are some other day two options that you like uh, for the Colts or just for anyone in general? Yeah, well, I think that that's the fun part about this class is there's so many different archetypes, right? So it's fun to kind of uh, compare and contrast those for sure. Malachi Corley uh, is probably your slot guy, right? I think you get him in the slot, you get scheme him touches, right? He's 5'10", 5'11", 210 pounds. The dude is a running back, a wide receiver. That's yes. pretty much what it is, right? Yep. You know, you get him the ball and he's so physical, so explosive. The contact balance, he just bounces off of dudes, right? You know, I do think the route running there is room to refine it a little bit more. Not a ton of experience against press because Western Kentucky was so proactive at scheming him touches, right? Uh, so I, I don't know if he can expand beyond that, but you get him in the slot. You scheme him touches, right? You know, he's got enough explosiveness to work with that space. And then he's just so physical, man. He's a really good blocker too. So that's yeah. another thing. Like he'll get inside your frame. He will move you and he's strong. Like he's well leveraged too. So, you know, I think one of those guys who just a really good utility piece in the slot might be a little redundant with Josh Downs at times just because, you know, where are you going to place them? But I do think stylistically they're different enough that you can work with it. And Josh Downs is so versatile too. So um, I think, you know, he's a very, he's a weapon, right? Get him in that offense. Let him work with A-Rich. That would be a lot of fun. Lad McConkey is kind of your guy, like you said, round two, round one, kind of a fringe. I think if he runs fast enough, you definitely see round one. And I think he's got enough vertical speed to get to that point. Um, but again, just a guy who has speed and knows how to use it, right? Not quite to the de degree that Worthy has it. Worthy is just insane with his speed. But McConkey has that vertical element. Again, I, I like to my my term for him. I like alliteration. I'm a writer. Come on, uh, oh, yeah. tur turbocharged technician. That's what I like. I, I think he's explosive. I think the stop and start is really impressive with him. But again, he knows how to use it. He knows how you know the exact angle, the exact trajectory upfield that he needs to get to get that DB to misstep, and then he knows how to blow by him and he's got the bend the flexibility to keep speed through those transitions it's really impressive over the middle of the field too very good hands i think the coordination on high difficulty catches is pretty good too so and then a guy who can be used in motions playing in the slot with a boundary just a versatile player uh, i think a really pro friendly a qb friendly pro ready receiver with that upside that you want so you know really nice balance to have like like you said if he tests well enough I, I don't think i'm not sure how long he lasts because he's such a pro ready pro translatable guy um, but I think if he's there in round two, you got to consider it for sure. So a few other guys that I listed in round two, I'm trying to remember. Roman Wilson from Michigan. That was definitely yeah. one. I think um, he kind of reminds me of a Chris Olave light. I think his separation style is really appealing because he's explosive. He ran in the four threes coming out of high school. So he's got some speed and explosiveness too. He's got some jets on him. I expect him to blow up the combine. And at the same time too, you know, not only is he a really – surgical route runner right it stems but i think his bend and curvilinear acceleration right like this is a guy who can bend kind of like a motorcycle apexing a turn right like he's got that ability to keep speed while pressing those angles chris olave was one guy that really stood out to me with his route running coming out of college because it wasn't always abrupt it was more you know smooth keeping speed but he makes it look so easy but he's obliterating coverage, right? You know, it's it's yeah. deadly. So I think Roman Wilson has that too. At the catch point, very good contortionist, right? We saw that senior bowl, but the, his Michigan tape is littered with that too. You know, really, really impressive adjustments to the ball, uh, even with the defenders in his frame. And then he's a good blocker as well. Uh, so I think the combination of blocking, vertical element, versatility, route running, right, speed, um, 
all of those things that the Colts need from a wide receiver. Roman Wilson has it too. And then one more I'll throw out there. I'm a big fan of Jalen Polk from Washington. I don't think he quite has the speed element that you're looking for. I think he's got good speed. I don't think it's the vertical speed that some of these other guys have. But he's just so versatile. You can use him as that movement Z in motions. He's very fluid as a route runner. And he's got hands of steel at the catch point, man. You know, he does not need a lot of space to be comfortable. And I think with A. Rich in particular, you're going to see more seam balls, right? You know, working vertically, testing those tight windows that only he can get the ball to. And I think Jalen Polk has the explosiveness to create late snap separation in those situations. And he also has the hands, the body control, the coordination to capitalize. And he's a rack threat as well. So Jalen Polk is one of my guys. I'm very high on him. He's kind of in that cluster with Worthy for me. Um, but I think those are some guys on day two. If they're there, you got to consider them. Awesome. Awesome. Now, Ian just gave us a ton of names there for day two, but we're going to dig even deeper in our final segment today and talk about some day three pass catchers that make sense for the Indianapolis Colts. But first, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle vehicle, and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all parts you need at prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. All right, Ian, we're diving deep into some of these day three gems or potential day three gems. You never know with how the NFL draft goes. You're talking day three gems, and all of a sudden the guy goes top 50. You never really know uh, when it comes to these NFL teams. I remember a guy last year not talking wide receivers, just linebackers. I was talking Mark Marte Mapu all draft season as like, this is my day three gem. I really hope the Colts get him day three. The Patriots take him like 90th overall, like went, <laughs> went way higher. Uh, but we're talking potential day three guys at wide receiver. I have a couple names here and then obviously I'll, I'll kick it back to you after getting your thoughts on them. But I think one I really like is Malik Washington from, from Virginia. I mean, he was the guy where when I was looking at shrine bowl wide receivers, like this was the guy where I was like, okay, he's going to just tear up this event. Like he's just, he's too good for this. It's not, again, I'm not trying to talk down on shrine by any means, but it's just like this kid was built to tear up the shrine bowl. Very explosive player, moves in and well in, in and out of his uh, stems really well. Uh, really great after the catch, and you know he's a smaller guy, but like he doesn't play small at all. So his film was outstanding. Fourteen hundred yards this past year, I believe over seven hundred yards of those came after the catch. Uh, what do you think about Malik Washington? I, I, I believe you're a fan. I mean, everyone's a fan of this guy. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I was I was wondering if you because we had the exact same thought process when the Shrine Bowl came around. He was one of yeah. the priority reports that kind of circled. Like, I want to write this guy up because I have a feeling one on one situations he's going to do very well. And I watched his tape, and he's a top seventy five player for me. He's another yeah. guy who I think you know he's kind of viewed in that day three lens right now. But I don't think he's a day three guy. I think he's a day two guy. I would take him day two. And I think if you aren't comfortable with Malachi Corley's projection as a route runner. Mount Malik Washington is a very, very good consolation prize because the dude, like you said, 5'9", 5'8", 190. So he's pretty rocked up at his size. Like he's dense, he's compact, he's he's a really physical rack threat, he's explosive, like you said. But the short area twitch, 
and to offset DBs, right? He's got that. I think he's got really good sink and efficiency at stems. I think his ability to contort at the catch point, really solid hands. I, you don't just, you know, pull in 101 receptions, break Virginia passing records by accident, right? I mean, right. that's a consistent theme on his tape is that, you know, even though he's a smaller guy, he does not play small at the catch point, after the catch, and then before the catch too, the explosiveness, the athleticism, uh, weaponized and kind of channeled through proper route nuance, efficiency, uh, foot speed, right? Urgency as a route runner. All of those things are in heavy supply with him. So I think if you need a slot guy, but you can move him around a little bit too, I think there is a little bit of versatility there. Um, I would definitely be on board with that. And if you, if you can get him on day three as well, run that card up because I think you're getting a phenomenal value. Yeah, he, he feels very similar to like, hey, if you like Zay Flowers last year, but you don't want the first round version of Zay Flowers, here you go. Here's your day two. Here's your day three version of Zay Flowers, because he can do a lot of what Zay Flowers brought to that Baltimore Ravens offense last year. Uh, two other names I got here from the Senior Bowl, Javon Baker and Jacob Cowing, two guys I really like going into that event. Both had pretty solid weeks. Uh, Cowing especially I'm really intrigued by because... He's again, I mean, again, maybe I put too much stock into guys as like freshmen just dominating college football. But when you look at what he was doing, I mean, at UTEP early in his career, he was productive every single season, jumps up a little bit. I think he went to Arizona for his final season. Very, very productive at Arizona as well. I, I just put a lot of stock in that. If you, especially if you can jump from different schools and jump up in competition and keep that same production, uh, I'm really intrigued by Cowing there. Yeah, I think he had over 90 receptions this past year. So he's a target funnel for sure, man. I think the route running is very strong with him. I think kind of a diet version of some of the elite separators we've seen. I don't think he's quite as explosive. I do think he's explosive enough. I think he'll probably run the four fours or something. I think th there's going to be enough athleticism there. And then he's pretty twitchy, fleet footed. You look at the lateral agility. It's definitely there. Um, but then I think some of the more impressive plays for him, right? He's a lighter guy, right? I think he weighed in yeah. around the 160s at the senior bowl. So that'll be an issue for him, especially with him because unlike Xavier Worthy, you don't quite have that hyper elite deep speed to rely on, right? So there isn't as much to counteract that. That'll be a concern for teams. But even going back to his days at Utah, this is a guy who can elevate for the ball. And this is a guy who can make catches in situations of imbalance and situations of high difficulty. So I, I really like that part of his game. You know, even with defenders inside his frame, he doesn't have play strength, but I think the coordination, the focus those are definite pluses to his game. So NFL teams will have to have a conversation. Like, do we think he can translate enough? Can we scheme him open? Right. But he's versatile. Right. So I think you can, I think the answer will ultimately be yes. And, you know, he's a guy, if you get him at optimal value, could be a very good uh, kind of utility weapon for your offense. Javon Baker is a fun one. I think again, uh, the dude is big, 6'1", 207, 208, right? But he moves really well. I think the short area twitch, again, the foot speed, the urgency is a route runner, really good release package uh, that you want to see. So I think that's a very strong part of his game. I think for me with him, there are some speed limitations. I don't think he has mm -hmm. an elite deep speed and that can, you know, limit his ability to stack. And I think it's going to be a little bit harder to get away with that at the NFL level. But I do think there's enough burst to get some steps in. I think for him, the strongest thing on, on my evaluation was the hands. I think the hands, the coordination, he's good at using late hands too. Very patient, doesn't really get caught in the heat of the moment, right? Doesn't panic when things are going too late. He's patient, he's calm, collected, and he knows exactly when to extend and snare the ball beyond his frame. So I think those hands are strong, coordinated, patient, efficient, and we saw that a couple of times at the Senior Bowl, too. You know, guys were kind of crowding his frame in the corner of the end zone, and he's still having that composure to convert in those situations. I think for him, too, he's got some rack ability. He's a pretty good blocker, pretty good awareness as a blocker. Uh, so I think, again, a good utility receiver. Don't know if I'd take him on day two, but 
as far as early as I can on day three, like get this guy in your rotation. He'll be a strong ad. So I think I like those guys a lot for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Now, Ian, I'm going to let you get your guys in here. We have a couple minutes left. You can just rattle them off here. Who are some day three or like I said, guys who you think might go day three uh, that you have your eye on in this draft class? Yeah. So I'm actually really impressed. We didn't have any overlap. Now, I, I, I was right. And I was trying to go late day three for a couple of them to get some gems yeah. in there. But we uh, we're covering all of our bases here. So I like that. Um, Ricky Pearsall is one. Again, I don't think the vertical element will be quite as there as much for second scheme, but I think he's a really good route runner. I think he's very, very sure-handed. Again, I mean, everyone knows that one-handed catch where he's getting hit inside his frame, right? But, you know, that's a common theme across his tape is that the dude just has really reliable hands and he's a very versatile route runner. Uh, he's got pretty good utility ability. He's not a great blocker, but I think, again, you get a versatile receiver in your rotation. He's a good one to add. Jermaine Bird from Alabama is another one. I think, again, a really good speed guy who actually really flashed some route running development this year. I think the ability to use that speed, again, is to pressing the stems, the double moves, very fluid on those on those plays. Um, I think he's not quite as consistent at the catch point, but he's got that body track, that body control and ball tracking ability. I think it's just converting a little bit, but the speed route running is there. So I like him a lot as a day three sleeper. Um, Luke McCaffrey, from Rice, again, I, I like him as a movement Z, very fluid, very versatile, very good hands over the middle of the field, too. I thought he made some made some strides for himself at the Senior Bowl. I would like him early day three. I think he's got the versatility that you want. I think he's got the sure hands that you want. Um, and I think he's going to be a better pro than he was a college player, for sure. And he's a former quarterback, so that shows up in his game, too, that intelligence. Um, moving down the list here. I've got three more, and I saw you did an interview with Jalen Coker, so I want to I want to add him in here because again, strong hands. If you're looking strong. for you, yep. yeah, very strong hands, very very reliable player at the catch point. Really showed out the Shrine Bowl, uh, but a good utility player too, right? He was a willing special teamer, very good blocker again. So if you're the Colts and you need a guy in round six or seven, if he's still there, uh, I would definitely pull the trigger on that. Uh, I got two more for you, Cornelius Johnson from Michigan, getting both of those Wolverines in here. But Cornelius Johnson, to me, another guy who's gonna, probably going to be a better pro than he was a college player. 6'3", 208, very explosive, very good route runner. I'm really impressed. I don't think Michigan's offense uh, put that under the spotlight as much as it could have. I think he's very flexible at stems. I think he knows how to press upfield into stems. Very good stop, stopping ability, plant and drive efficiency. Uh, the hands can be a little more consistent, but I think a really good route runner with that speed size profile that you want. And then one more really quick, Pittsburgh's Bub Means, round seven, if you need one, uh, 6'2", 218. He was a Feldman freak with, I think, a 4'3", 6'40", yard dash verified. So a speed guy who flashes some route nuance time and time again. Those are a few guys at varying ranges for you. I think if you need a wide receiver, if you're the Colts, uh, a lot of options to, to take into consideration here. Man, you're you're selling me on Bub 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 Means. Is that what it was? Bub. Means. Bub? He's got a great Bub. name too. Oh. A plus name. A plus name. A plus yeah. name. That's a great way to close this out. Ian, as always, I am always impressed by your wealth of knowledge and your vernacular. Your vernacular is great when it comes to describing this stuff here. Uh, really appreciate you jumping on. If you guys don't already, make sure you're following, obviously, at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur, and at Zach Hicks on Twitter. Uh, but also, Ian Cummings here uh, at IC underscore draft and all of his work over at Pro Football Network. Again, just a fantastic, fantastic mind for all you draft nerds out there. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube wherever you listen to your podcast. We love your guys' ratings, reviews, and we'll catch you guys back here bright and early tomorrow morning.